In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. <laughs> Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley, and my podcast pod racer is... Travis Ratz. Travis Ratz. You're going to run out of few words I at some am. point. I like the pod racer. Pod logo. racer, yeah. Uh, so this is Comic Exposure Podcast, and on the podcast we uh, read graphic novels and trades, and we bring people on to talk about them. Today we have a very special guest. Both are It's our youngest guest we've ever had right. on. And uh, our only only our second lady guest, and we need I think we need more lady guests on the show. It is our only second it's lady a, guest. No, wait, your mom was on. Oh, third third yeah. ladies. Your mom. <laughs> the woman. <laughs> you did kind of get into that. Uh, your mother was on. Yeah. Your mom. Yeah. Uh, so so three lady guests. I think actually our next guest is a woman too. So we're, we're... all family members. All the ladies have been family members. I know until <laughs> until next podcast but this podcast my daughter is on the podcast hey. uh this is my daughter grace grace say hi hi <laughs> uh grace is uh a high school student she came on to uh read a book with us today and she she read the book and now she's gonna be on the podcast with us uh travis you used to teach freshmen so you should you should be okay with this right you know yeah um i don't know <laughs> Freshmen are a whole different breed. You're, but you're 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 fresh freshman. You're yeah. you're you're new freshman, yes. right? Okay, so yes, you haven't you haven't gotten you haven't been disillusioned by the world yet. You're no. you're still good to go. Okay? No, I don't. All right. I hope not. All right. I don't want any risk slitting on this podcast. None, none. All right. So, um, Grace is on, and the book we read is Apocalyptic Girl, an Aria for the End Times by Andrew McLean. Uh, Andrew McLean is kind of like uh, has kind of hit the indie world recently. Uh, he put out uh, two issues of a, of a book called Headlopper, and Headlopper was kickstarted, both of them, and Headlopper is kind of this uh, throwback Conan sort of thing. He he lops the head off of a witch and travels around with this talking I witch head. I didn't I didn't research the guy. I yeah. Honest. Uh, really good. I've got I've got both issues of Headlopper. Is he <clears> the guy <throat> who did that book you got at um, Comic Con where there's there's no dialogue? It's just a guy killing zombies with chainsaws. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a, that's, that's that was Darrow. ridiculous. That, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that's Jeff Darrow. Uh, but McLean uh, uh, did this book called um, Headlopper, and now Headlopper got picked up by Image, and it's going to be like an Image book. I think it comes out in. I'm going to say September, but I could was be it online before? It was like it wasn't an online book. It was he put it out through Kickstarter. It was a physical copy. He put out two issues, and I think both of those issues were kind of like jumbo size. They weren't little tiny ones. But uh, I've got both issues. I didn't do the first Kickstarter. I did the second Kickstarter, and then with that one, you got the the first. Book oh yeah, that it. makes sense. Okay, so, cool. Uh, I did that one. I've got that, and that's really why I've been following him on uh, Instagram, and essentially all of Apocalyptic Girl. He was putting up process shots the entire way. So I kind of got to see it unfold. Yeah, yeah, because he wants to make sure his investors are like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. How, how much did he ask for for Kickstarter? To, like, the, Kickstarter start the Kickstarter for, not for this one. He did, This one's a Dark Horse book. but So Headlopper was Kickstarter. And I don't even remember what I paid for it. I paid, um, I think I got both books... It wasn't that. It wasn't what, that much, what was but, he? What was he? What was his goal? Oh, I don't get? remember. That was probably something I should have like. I should have. I'm curious at. on how much it would cost to produce your own comic in print. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, well, you know, I usually usually see people ask for between. It depends on what it is. Sometimes two thousand to seven thousand or something like that, depending on on what they're what they're trying to do with it, how big it is. You know. How do you feel about this? Uh, I, I see this a lot. Um, high school seniors are. Starting Kickstarters to get their college paid for, you know. Have you That's seen those? Do it. Yeah, is that, you're, is that how you're gonna do it? <laughs> Maybe. Um, is it a good idea? I don't know. You, will, you, will you tell me? Have you seen those on like no, on I social media? Nope. Oh man, it, I, it, I just got back on Facebook, so I haven't seen anything. Oh, the world is opening again for you, Johan. <laughs> um, I would say, like yeah. I, and this is some, coming from someone who just I did a successful Kickstarter. Or not a Kickstarter. Successful, oh yeah, talk about your Kickstarter. I had a successful oh GoFundMe this summer, and I purchased a organ. So I went to uh, there's this used bookstore in Mesa called Bookman's, 
and they have like instruments there too uh and so there was an old 70s hammond organ in there 60s or 70s i don't know how old it is and i saw it and i'm like oh that's awesome and so i put on i put on facebook to my wife i was like hey gabby should i buy this organ half joking about it Mm -hmm. but really had she said yeah i get it i totally would have bought it right then but she didn't answer me because she was in meetings all day and so everybody's commenting on it like, you should totally get it. She didn't say no. And so I was like, I'm going to take her silence as a yes. I should probably, I'm, I'm going to go buy it. I hope everybody likes our organ. And then Gabby was like, we're not going to spend money on an organ. We don't need an organ here. And I but, said, but we do. We do. <laughs> so I put it up. I'm like, my Gabby won't let me get the organ. Maybe I should, I, everybody seems to want me to have this you thing. You need like an organ donor. Yeah. So I said, I said, you know, maybe I should, uh, I'll go ahead and I'll, um, if I did like a GoFundMe, all you people seem to really want me to get this. Mm. So I'm going to do one. And it was a joke. But one of my friends was like, show me the link. So I made one. And in two hours, I funded my $100 organ. How many people funded it? Uh, 18 people. Oh, wow. 18 people funded my organ. I have mixed emotions about it. <laughs> you don't know how to think about it? Am I disappointed? Am I concerned? Am I, like, happy? Thank Embarrassed? you. Embarrassed? I'm sorry. Um, Embarrassed? Maybe, like, come, come in there. So, 2%. But, but here's... Like, people are sending Grace money. Like, yeah. grandma's like, here's an extra $10 this birthday. I, I hope your family is doing well. <laughs> you did just have people buy you an organ. Well, here's the thing. So it wasn't... They just didn't buy, just buy me an organ. Uh, for their donation... They're getting a 30-second organ song. All different? Yeah, all different. Every, you have to take the right 18 songs in the I have organ? to write 18 30-second songs in the Is organ. it like short music for short people? Are they going to be like 30 seconds long? Yeah, they're all 30 seconds long. I said nothing more than 30 seconds. Okay. And then uh, everybody gets a sketch of an organ. So I have like uh, more than half of them all drawn out. And then I've got probably six songs done. Uh, I just have to like start doing the real recording oh nice so yeah so i'm in the midst of it i am going back to work so this undertaking seems a little more daunting now that i have to go back to teaching but well i think this is a great um lesson for our listeners that dreams really do come they do with gofundme they do (laughs) you told me this he's like you put it i'm like how about like a like a new microphone for the podcast or like you know like an a, organ is more important. Yes, yeah. come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, like how Get do your I priority straight? Yeah, what do I give them for for donating to the podcast? This uh, is, you give them eighteen twenty. I think we're like twenty two episodes of free content. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. All right, so let's <laughs> let's get let's get back to the book. Uh, so we read Apocalyptic Girl uh, by uh, like I said Andrew McLean, and so we had Grace on because I thought we were looking for a guest. And um, I thought it's because Grace has very violent tendencies. She does have very violent <laughs> tendencies. No, I picked I this book. I will punch you. I, I believe you. Book because um, Grace likes art, and I figured this was kind of like so. Um, we watch Adventure Time and some other cartoons that are kind of like in the sort of believe it or not, Adventure Time is like an end of the world book. It's like after the apocalypse, and it's a boy and his dog, and they're in this He's weird the world. Only human He's left. like the only human dun, left. Dun, dun. Okay, okay. What? And now this is going to be like... It's all on like, Cartoon Network. All like the listeners are going to be like, why? You know, it's on Cartoon Network. It's on Cartoon Network. I see people dressed up like it all yeah. the time. Yeah. And I don't know, is what is it sense of, it's like an adult sense of humor or is it like it's Ren like and Stimpy? It's, it's Ren and Stimpy-ish. Okay. I'd say it's definitely, it definitely takes a cue from Ren and Stimpy where like the humor borders on some adult stuff, but then it's still like a kid show. Uh, but but we watched that and you know Grace read The Hunger Games and she read all this other stuff and I thought she'd be a, she'd be good for a book about a... A strong girl at the end of the world, kicking mutant butt. And I her guess in her cat. Mm-hmm. Right. So, <laughs> Grace, cat, excuse cat. me. Adults are talking about cartoons right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So you I think explain to the protocols of the podcast. I know. How did I not See go it. over that? All right. So, uh, Grace, the, before we get into the story, the first question we always ask every guest is, "What has been your exposure to comics so far?" Um, 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 yeah, we'll keep it as simple as that. Um, I feel like the the guests know like the question. I always try to make it deeper than it has to be. Um. Well, I guess. Well, what do you what do you no, read? Yeah, you can say that into the mic. That's what it's all about. Yeah. What do you read? What do you watch? You know. Have you so, read comic books before? Yes, many. I okay. have like a bunch of Miss Marvel comic books. I've got like, I don't don't I have like all the Wonder Woman ones? Yeah, we got yeah. I've got all the Wonder Woman ones for the New Fifty Two. Um, I've got a couple other superhero ones. I've got the Adventure Time comics and. A few others. When did you when did you start reading comics? How old I, were you? I don't know. No, it was yeah. probably it was probably like I guess at this point probably like three years ago. So yeah. when I got back into comic books, comic books came back into the house, and I think I've always trying to you know 
if I'm going to go to the comic book store, I'll take the kids with me. And so it's like, well, let's find them something that they can kind of get into. And so, you know, she read New 52 Wonder Woman. She and I read that one. Um, and you've seen like every movie, like every every Marvel yeah. movie we've seen. So when you go into a comic book store with your dad, um, what do you gra- what do you gravitate to like on the shelf? Like what um, do you tend to, to seek out? I guess, like, it's, I normally go towards superhero comics, like, ones mm-hmm. I haven't read yet, but, like, I like the characters that are in mm-hmm. them, or, like, if I have, like, already, like, part of a series, I'll try and find, like, the the comic books the that com- are, like, yeah. like, the more recent ones. Oh, so will you, like, sift through, like, the, um, the back issues and the boxes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not really. Mm-hmm. Now, I, the titles you said that you had read recently, um, those are all, like, like, female-centered titles. Do you tend to pick up books where the, the lead character is female? Yeah. Yeah. I tend to gravitate towards yeah. those more. Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Now, when you were growing up, um, and I guess, I guess Josh, you got in the, back into comics uh, three years ago. I don't know yeah, three how, ma- how many um, comics were lying around the house before that, but obviously you can't hide your dad's uh, nerdy tendencies. No, no, you can't. <laughs> um, so growing up with a, a father who was... Um, a classic less, nerd. Less in, <laughs> that classic nerd, less into sports and, and maybe you like hockey and you watch yeah, sports and stuff like I, that. I don't oh, like you're sports. like me. I don't want. I don't. It's never on my TV, really. Um, so, what did you think about your dad? Was it just so normal? Would, yeah, you, pretty much. Because yeah. I mean, I don't like sports either. <laughs> I like yeah. art and cartoons and comics and yeah. nerdy stuff. Yeah, I wish that when I went, uh, my parents are a lot older than um, my parents were in their fifties when I was your age, uh, late fifties. And uh, one, of th- I, I would, I would love if my parents would sit down and watch, uh, like a superhero movie with me. <laughs> I mean, they would buy me comics, uh, but they were never reading them uh, and stuff like that. So I think it's cool that you get to yeah. like, you can go to, uh, you went to Comic Con with your dad this year, right? Yeah. For a day, you're yeah. like, Dad, stay away from me. <laughs> she did actually. I went with my grandma one day, and then with you another day. Yeah. So we, she was there two but. days for two days for Comic Con. So we did two days of that. So it was I almost fun. brought my Fiona hat. Yes, yeah, but I couldn't bring my purse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we we you know, there's a lot of comics in the house. We watch a lot of movies, and so I'm always trying to find her something like here. Pick this out to read. Um, she grabbed another Dark Horse book when we were at we were just at the library a couple days ago. Uh, Bad Houses. Bad Houses. I've never heard of it before, but she's like, oh, I like it. I'm gonna check I read it, it in oh, a day. <laughs> there you go. What made you pick it up though? Um, I I don't know. I liked the art that was in it, and I just, like I saw that it was Dark Horse. And was like, oh, okay. you're a Dark Horse girl now after this book, huh? <laughs> she read I was like, one. Hey, dark- I know what that is. <laughs> so I saw it and I read the back and was like, oh, that actually sounds cool. So my uh, before we get into the book, my last question is, um, yeah, f- freshman fifteen. 14. 14. Um, what, are, what are the 14 year olds into right now? What's what's hot? I know vampires not, not, are out. Vampires are comics. out. Not comics? Not really, no. A lot. Of, but... <laughs> this goes against my theory. <laughs> I know. It blew my mind. I mean, there's like the occasional scattering of people who like comics, but I mean, a majority of people are just like, what, what's that? I thought like, comics were mo- back in. I, thought, Mo- I think movies, movies. are back in. It's yeah, movies. Yeah. It's the Marvel movies that, like, right. of course, like, everyone knows about that and has seen them and stuff. But, I mean, it's not, like, all that much comics or cartoons or things like that. You do see a lot of... I, I did see a lot of kids walking around with, like, Spider-Man book bags, even at, like, 17, 18 yeah. years old, and, like, uh, folders that have superheroes on them. Mm-hmm. There's superhero t-shirts everywhere. Like, oh, every, yeah. one, every fifth kid down a hallway in high school has a superhero t-shirt on them. my right friends now. wore one, like, every single day. So, what do you think that's about? <laughs> what do you, do you... Do you... Is there... Do you think there's any kind of wanting to go and find the source material for those characters or they just liked the look of those characters or is a cheap t-shirt maybe a mix of all three who knows but um like i think that like if they've seen the movie and like they might like like i've pretty much seen only like marvel not as much dc but like people like if like they've gone to see the marvel movies and stuff they know what they who the characters are, right? But I don't really know any of them who've actually read the comic books. Oh man, if I was gonna, if I wore one of those shirts when I was in high school, that would be the end it of would, it. But it's social suicide. I think this. <laughs> I think what's happened is like it's permeated culture so much that now that all these movies are there, I think like you, people feel they don't need to go back to the source material. Why? Why would you? Because there's so much. There's a new yeah. movie out every year of something. You know, I just I just saw that. Like they've they haven't even shown Batman versus Superman yet, but they've already like there's rumors that uh, Ben Affleck's been signed to three solo Batman movies, based off the response. To yeah, the based off based off their their whole plan, their yeah, franchise yeah, franchise yeah. plan. All right, so let's All right. let's get into it. 
So let's Focus. start right here. Uh, Apocalyptic Girl, um, we're going to do a quick two-minute summary. I probably won't even need it long. Apocalyptic Girl is essentially about a girl at the end of the world. She's like post-apocalypse. She's on this planet. Her name is Arya. And she's with her cat, Jellybean. And they're on a planet full of, like, mutant people, I guess is the best way to put it. And she's searching for something. So this whole time, she's been on this planet for a year or two. Or maybe longer than that. I don't. I th- I, three years. Three I'm years. She's been. She's been on the planet for a while, and so she's six. I believe six. Is it six, six years. Is so six. she's been on the planet know. for a long time, looking for this thing, and uh, she finds it at the very end of the movie, or very end of the book movie. So come on, Dad. <laughs> she finds it at the very end. But no, I'm with you. This is, this it, is, it, <laughs> this is a, a tough, a tough it, summary. But she's she's this whole time she's kind of like searching for this thing. And I guess it's like a MacGuffin, really. Is there's no reason right. for it yeah, except yeah. for her to go on an adventure yeah. and kill a bunch of mutants. She's, she has an assignment on yeah. this planet. She has an assignment it's, on this planet. But it's very vague. Yeah, and so at the very end, she's they get her. You know, uh, she finds the item. The um, her who she works for comes and gets her, and then they ask her, uh, "Do you want to blow up the planet or not?" Right, because I guess what they're doing is they're like terraforming worlds all over the place. Right, yeah. And so they go, "Well, do you want to get rid of the people but, on this world? Aren't great. Do you want to get rid of them or not?" Yeah, and don't don't tell the answer. I yet. won't tell the answer. Okay. I won't tell the answer. Yet. Yeah, don't yeah. Spoil. That's that's basically it. Anything that a grace that we need to add? Do you think to give our listeners make sure that they get a good summary of it? I feel like that's a pretty good summary. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um. So go ahead. Ask all right. Questions. So so my first question I've got, Grace, is uh, how does it compare to other books and movies? About the post-apocalypse. So you've seen Hunger Games, you've seen Divergent, Divergent. Maze Runner, Adventure Time. You, you've read all this stuff. You've you've seen these. You've read some of those books. You've seen movies and stuff like that. How does it compare to that stuff? I guess like it can like it's kind of different because it's kind of going over a bunch of different worlds. Okay. And though it focuses mainly on one, there's multiple that like they aren't really explained all that much, but you know that they're there. Mm-hmm. And it like mainly focuses on one per on one person. When, like, things like The Hunger Games and Divergent only, like, they'll focus on, like, a group of people, group of people, mm-hmm. instead of just one person like Arya. Well, you're right. I mean, this, that you know, when we talk about post-apocalyptic worlds, it's usually there's groups of people surviving together or teams, whatever yeah. cliche it is. And normally it's set only on Earth, except for, like, Adventure Time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and other plants like that. But now we have that, almost like that Twilight Zone, like, solo, one person, making it seem really lonely. Do you... Do you, did you get a sense of, like, that post-apocalyptic loneliness in this character? Did they do a, a good little, job of that? Like, I felt that, but I think it, like, it wasn't as much as, like, what it might be, like, mm-hmm. because she had her cat. Yeah. Her. yeah. Jelly Bean. Is it Jelly Bean or Jelly Beans? Jelly Beans. Jelly Beans? Well, her, her, her cat, Jelly Beans, um, I think that it reminded me of, Travis, have you seen, uh, what's the Will Smith one at the end of the world? Um, oh, God. In, it's, in kids love this The one with too. the vampire. Um, it's not I Am Robot. I Am Legend. I Am Legend, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Which is based on Omega Man. Right. Which is a book that Charlton Heston was in the remake of, was in the movie of it. Right, they've been trying to get it made for a long time, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so they finally did I Am... That's what it reminds me of, because in I Am Legend, it's him and his dog in this in the rundown world, and uh, there's like vampires but they're not really vampires but yeah they're, they're vampires. weird like they're just cgi blobs yeah they really <laughs> were um but that reminded me of that it also had like a mad max vibe to it yeah i i kept going back to tank girl yeah um uh but at the same time miss some of the i like tank girl um but it, this missed some of those elements that made me like tank girl but the setup was kind of the same like we had this kind of like girl who is she's got an attitude, right? You know, she's got she's she's got a personality. Yeah, she's she's kind of out there. She's a bit eccentric. Um, uh, so yeah, so that lead should we ask the main character's question? Probably we need to talk yeah. about. Yeah. So what, Grace? What did you think of Arya? Did did you did you like her? Was she good? Was she bad? Why? I liked her because like she's got a bunch of different qualities, and like it's not like all like perfect qualities. Mm-hmm. I guess because that one part where she receives. A mail from whoever she's working for. Uh-huh. I didn't really know who it is. Sorry. <laughs> um, 
but whoever she's working for, she receives mail from, and like it's shown that like she's getting like pretty angry and upset about it. I think she's working for Lady Gaga. If I look, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, it looks yeah. like. I was <laughs> yeah. like, is that Lady Gaga? No. Nope. At the end of the book, she's working for Lady Gaga. I think yeah. that's who it is. <laughs> so, anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. For <laughs> it's like Lady Gaga slept with Herbie from Fantastic Four. <laughs> no, that was a good interruption. Yeah. Don't worry. But I liked her because like not only did she have like her good qualities, like how like she's determined to find whatever she is or, or whatever she's looking for, and like how. Like, she has a good relationship with her cat. That's important, because cats are great. <laughs> but, I uh, like, I like how she has, like, many different qualities in that she's kind of, like, a relatable character. How old would you say she is? Probably, I would say, like, maybe 17. 17? Somewhere around there. Yeah. What makes you say that? Like, I don't, how she's drawn, it kind of, like, gives off, like, a teenager-ish vibe, mm-hmm. but not, like, a 15-year-old teenager. Mm-hmm. So... And then there are moments in the book, like, uh, for example, when... That young, um, there are basically like there's a couple of tribes on this world. Yeah, yeah, you have like two mutant tribes, the Greybeards and, and the, the Blue, Blue Stripes. stripes. Yeah. And then you have like the one, like this almost like mech techie. We don't really see them, right? Am I am I right on this? I think oh, those are, are. I think that those are the aren't those the good people? Oh, those, those are like guys? what like yeah, she those gets are to her control. company. That's mm-hmm. her that's her company that's come down. I thought. And they're thought attacking her though. Because no, she's, a, the... she's in the wrong... Oh, no, she's... A, yeah, no, that is a bad robot. You're right. What? Yeah. I don't know. No. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't know either. And we're talking about this after <laughs> the character. Um, so, I, I, I do... I, I think... What, what I'm curious to ask you about is... I, I put her about 17 as well. There is this one point where she's, you know, about... Has to... Uh, you know, she's about to kill this young blue stripe kid. You know, yeah. it's probably about 14. And she says, don't make me do it, kid. Which makes me think that she's a little bit older yeah. or she's just kind of like being like melodramatic you know yeah yeah but i guess if you're 17 and someone's 13 it does feel like a gap in that do you think um this is a the the writer in this do you think it's a good portrayal of a teenage girl i mean is, are they getting the dialogue right you think i i, I feel i feel it's the yeah. Right. yeah the cadence and the sound like yeah. if you were to read it out loud it would sound this is how teenage girls talk May, well i mean despite like not including the fact that she's stabbing people, but you right, know. yeah, <laughs> but yes, teenage girls at the end of the world. What do you think, talk. Josh? You know, I didn't really put a, I didn't really put a, an age on her when I read it. I mean, she seems young. It's hard to pinpoint whether she's like early twenties or she's like late teens. You know, there's a sort yeah. of like Somewhere area that, in there. Like, it's called apocalyptic girl, girl yeah. so I'm thinking like Not she's under woman. under twenty. Yeah, yeah. So it, you know, it's hard to say. But then again, she's working for like a, an intergalactic corporation. Is she an alien? I don't. No, is well, she an alien species? She, well, okay. well, here there's so at the end there are lots and lots of Earths, and she gets picked up by Lady Gaga, <laughs> uh, who looks like a human, like she does. But even the even the monsters on this planet look like humans. Yeah. So I don't know if she's actually on Earth, or if she just calls it Earth. Well, it I mean, is called Earth Twenty Seven. Yeah, it's Earth Twenty Seven. So it definitely seems like she's Alternate on universe? Earth. Oh, this book is so confusing. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> But so it I means she's on one of the many planets that they're out there. So it's kind of like I guess it's like uh, Battlestar Galactica, right? Like none of them. You go well. They all live on a bunch of different worlds, but they all look like people from the like from Earth. You know? Right, 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 right. So right. in, in that kind they? of context, they're aliens, I guess. But um, so Travis, what did you what did you think about her as a character? Um, you know, I think as as far as a character, I I think that one of the things. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll be Grace. I'll be honest with you. You okay. said you liked it. I I I wasn't as drawn to this piece uh, as much, and I kept thinking about why I wasn't drawn to it. But first, I picked up the things I did like, and mm-hmm. one of the things I did like was this. I did like her as a character yeah. because of her dialogue. I think they did really get the 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 cadence of a of a young girl really yeah. well. It reads, it reads like an Earth girl's dia- dialogue, yeah. and she has that kind of same self-confidence that I think someone that age would have. Yeah. But she has it mixed with, like, kick-ass karate skills and, like, <laughs> who knows where she got those from. But, um... Lady Gaga, obviously. Yeah, so I thought, I thought it's, as far as... I can see it as a, a, a strong female character. She's kicked butt, but she's got an attitude. Also, she has a softness to her with, with her relationship with the cat. I, I did like that relationship. Um... As someone who lives by themselves with a dog, I find myself talking to my dog a lot. So don't we all? Yeah, <laughs> but so I um so that I was drawn to. I re- I really liked her dialogue, um, and I think as a character, as a solo character, she stands out on her own. But 
I guess I guess my my problem was I just didn't find what she was doing particularly interesting or it was very tough to follow. Uh, what do you think about the setup of the world, Josh? As far as the history that we're given of this, now, granted, this is trade one. Yeah, well, right? I think it's you no. Know, this is the only thing. So I think this is a one and done. This is a one and done. I think it's a one and done. So it came out as a graphic novel. Okay. So it's released as a graphic novel. I think it's just one story. I mean, he might come back to her, but I don't. Apocalyptic girl too. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't know what his plans are for it right now. I know that he's working on a. He's working on a different. He's working on Headlopper for Image, and it looks like he's working on some other stuff too. So I'm not entirely sure exactly if this is going to come back to it. I think that you're given enough history to make you think that she's on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I did for a, a while, and I, but I couldn't tell if it was pre-human Earth, like post, like us as a species, you yeah. know, uh, because oh, the, gotcha. the mythology behind it with the gods that she was talking about, and then it got real cluttered there. Yeah. Like for me, I was like, how many groups of gods are there, and how many time periods have there been? And then I realized, well, maybe I'm not really supposed to get a good sense of it. It's just a vague sense I think of it. I think that was it. I think we're just supposed to get that she's in a world that's kind of like ours. And I think the big thing at the end is there's like, wow, we've done 412 of these. Like, we've found 412 of these worlds that we've we've kind of, like, messed with in the last six years that she's been gone. Yay! And so, um, I think that... I think Andrew McLean, instead of trying to, like... he, There's not a lot of world building because she's by herself. Right. Right? So a lot of the world building is just like, I think it's just an adventure story with her. Kind of like when you watch something like, did you go, you saw the new Mad Max, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, had you not seen any Mad Max movie, there is really no, you have no idea why there's gas boys and like, why, right, you know, right. gas town and why there's these war boys. You're just kind of thrown into the world and on this adventure with Mad Max mm-hmm. on it. I think that's the same thing we get with, with this. Um, you're just kind of there with it. Except, the, I would say that, except for the fact they do try to explain it several times. Yeah, she does. She In does fact, talk about most, it most of the, the first third of it is filled with these long monologues about what's happened to the Earth. Yeah. So, I would get it if he tried to, me- if he did it once, you know, try mm-hmm. to do it for like a page and kind of told you like, you know, this and this. Yeah. But there's several pages throughout here where he goes back and tries to explain the history of it. So I go, maybe this is important for my understanding of the story or else why is the author trying to constantly bring that up? Why is he trying to push that on me when I'm willing to accept the fact that, okay, there are groups of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think it comes down to, I think he's trying to like, so if it's if it's the Earth, I think the idea that he comes down to, he goes this whole sort of like story piece where he's talking about it. Um, and I think the seed that she's talking about that was planted in the world is, is, is what protein, she's looking for, that, that, pro, that grand pro, photon, photon. Yeah. The grand photon. And so... That's a great name for a funk band, too. Right? The Grand Photon? Yeah. Grand Photon, Arizona. Uh, so she... I think that the idea is that whatever was supposed to... this, Whatever this Grand Photon was supposed to do didn't work. The people of Earth are invariably stupid and we ruined everything. And <laughs> so I think it's the same... I think that, I think McLean is kind of jumping on that idea that most po- post-apocalyptic stories... It's a very... It's a very tropey thing to do, but I think every post-apocalyptic story ends or starts with the idea that we screwed up the earth somehow. Right. right. But sometimes it's all you need. Yeah. Like sometimes all you need is the landscape of, I mean, we, we, we because it's a trope, I don't think we need the explanations that he's trying to give yeah. us unless he feels that we do for some reason that I'm missing. Like that's supposed to be like an engaging point for well, me is the history of this. How much of the, was the history of this world engaging for? Is that what you liked about this book? Is that no, what makes it good? No, I don't think the world is what made me like the book. I think kind of like the adventure story. Yeah. Grace, what was it for you that made you? It was pretty much the same thing. How it was like how she was kind of going on an adventure and like you don't really know why she's doing it until kind of the end. Like you pick up little hints along the way, but near the end it becomes more clear. So I felt like what draw, but like drew me in was that like she was just going on a big adventure and, with her cat fighting stuff being awesome and so like when you think about it this is definitely like a it's definitely like a popcorn movie in a in a book in book form right right uh this could i think if you you i think this would fit real easily into a let's make a feature film like a maze runner type yeah thing, you know, let's um, make a feature film about it um you know let's find like an up-and-coming young actress do you make it r-rated though i don't think it, well there's some pretty gruesome stuff yeah. in Hunger Games, like, yeah, and it's still PG thirteen, right, right, right. I just think it's not going to be as brutal as like you know a rated R movie would be, but, yeah. But, you know, I think there's enough stuff in there where you could do it. 
Um, so what did you think about the relationship with her cat? Is it important to the story, Grace? I feel that it is. Why? Why is I, it I feel that it is because, like, it kind of, like, it's just that even though that she's, like, it's the end of the world and there's no one really nice left there. Yeah. Um, she's got her cat with her and, like, her relationship with her cat kind of shows her softer side instead of her stabby, stabby, kill, kill side. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Travis, what, what do you think about this? Yeah. I, I, it's, I, for me, it might be the book's only redeeming quality. Um, <laughs> Is the it's relationship between the the cat and her because I you know it is I mean I I, I do like that relationship it does come across uh, very well and it allows us otherwise we don't really know her personality um her we only know her combat self we would never know the the girl side yeah. of her if she didn't have Jelly Bean to sound off of otherwise everything would be internal monologue and so by putting the cat there it gives you a very safe way to have her talk out loud show that she does have a sense of humor about things I do like the beans beans musical fruit the more yeah. you know, the toot <laughs> I like um, that yeah so I saw that I was like oh that's good. she has a good taste um, <laughs> but yeah so I uh, that for me that's that's what kept me in the story mm-hmm. like to finish that otherwise well I would have finished it for the podcast otherwise <laughs> I, I don't know if I would have finished it uh, so the the thing that was keeping me in there was that that jelly beans relationship. The question is, is she's got to be from Earth, right? Or how would she know what jelly beans are? I don't know, dude. Maybe jelly beans. Would she have a cat if she wasn't from Earth? Ooh, well, I, it's got a weird tail. Well, at the end of it, it's got like like a little clo- like a cloven tail. I, I, is it you... really, or is it just a bad? I don't think it's a cloven tail, dude. I oh, just... it's a it's a, look at this, look at this. Maybe I'm. I think you're making stuff up now. I oh, think, no. I think it was weirdly bad. Look at that. Look at that bad. Look at that thing. Oh, it's wagging. Oh. It's wait, wagging let me, wait, its let me tail. see. I can't see, and I don't want to move the front. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, it's, it's wagging. It's movement marks. It's wagging. It's, it's not like... It's not like a... It can still be an alien cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can still be an alien cat. You're right. Uh, isn't there a cat but There's no such thing as alien jelly beans. Is there a cat an alien? Isn't there a cat in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the little girl's got it. Yeah, the little girl yeah, has yeah. a cat. So Which cat... reminded... The last scene in this, is funny you say that, reminded me of Alien. Yeah, there's yeah. a little bit of alien in there. And you can tell that McLean is drawing from a bunch of stuff, right? He's pulling a bunch of stuff together. <laughs> Part oh, <there> dad. <laughs> I only die. <laughs> All right. He's pulling a bunch of stuff together for the book. And he's kind of taking stuff from all over the place. You can really see that. And there's a page. You're looking at the page oh, right yeah. now. Uh, and there's a page where he's showing all of her weapons. And that reminded me of Prophet that we read. Like one right. of the first oh, exactly, trade we yeah. read reminded me of that. Like, I was thinking the same thing when he was loading up. Yeah. And he was going through everything that he had yeah, left. Yeah, like, here's my kit of goods, all the guns I have to destroy. Which so. is always a great part in any sci-fi movie. Oh, yeah. they have to take stock of their arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, what is that? Yeah. There's always a lot of clicking, like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's the best sound in the world. everything together. Sounds like death. It does. <laughs> Sounds like the end of the world. Um, so let's... Very soothing. I guess, like, that leads me to the end of the story. So we'll talk about that part right now before we get into some art and stuff like that. Because I think that Jelly Beans part is important to it. So we all agree that her relationship with Jelly Beans is important. I think it is because, like you said, it gives her a reason to talk. It gives her kind of like humanness. She gets yeah. to like uh, come out of her shell a little bit and discuss stuff. And she gets to sing. Yeah, and it's relatable. Cat. We all, we all. I mean, if you've ever had a pet or even like a close yeah. friend, you understand that. All sometimes all it takes is one good friend to get you through yeah. like a really lonely time yeah. in your life. Yeah. And so, why do you think at the very end, you know, we kind of get a reason. So she decides not to destroy the earth. And her reason is what, Grace? What's it's her because reason? it's her home. It's her home, right? She looks at Jellybean. And look, she looks at Jellybean and she goes like, no. And she has a flashback. She does. A flashback of like her and Jellybean like hanging out, yeah. laughing about yeah, stuff. taking showers. <laughs> right? like, basically, a flashback to panels that we've already seen. <laughs> seen. No, I don't think those are different panels. Uh, they are. Right? They are different panels. Oh, sorry. They're new panels, dude. Come on. You just don't Maybe. pay attention. I thought it was recycling panels. I don't think so. Maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. They weren't laughing like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah you're right. You're right. Uh, so it's it, you kind of see her do this flashback, and she goes, nah, let's leave it alone. Right? Lady Gaga's like, are we going to blow up this planet or not? <laughs> and she's like, let's dance. Or, and, and, or <laughs> just, just dance. dance. It'll be okay. <laughs> and blow so she's like, it's our, it's our home. So what do you what do you is that a, what do you, is that a, is that a bad ending for you Travis? Grace, you go ahead and go first. Uh, okay. What do you think I, of the ending, Grace? I I feel like it's good because it kind of like it shows that even though that like the earth is now overridden with mutant people and like pretty much it's all chaos, she still wants to save it because like it like has some of her memories and like it's her home and like she probably feel like 
bad about destroying it because she lost her home. And even though she killed some of those mutants, man, she couldn't bring herself to kill the kid. She couldn't bring herself to kill the kid. How touching is that? And so I think she's like... And, and she was gonna kill that kid. She was. She was gonna blow that kid's head off. And she then was going to do it. He was coming at her. She, there was. There's nothing that she's done in the book to suggest <laughs> that she wasn't gonna put a bullet in that kid's head. But she didn't do it. No, because she got killed by a big robot. <laughs> um, and, and so, so. But she still didn't do it. Which, which, yeah, yeah, it's true. She didn't do it. Um, I think like so. It goes back, and you can, you know, it says those people are bad. Should we get rid of it? Lady Gaga's like, we should probably destroy the place, right? Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "No, we shouldn't." So I, I, I or thought, nah. I it, thought it was touching. Well, how would, would you have her it, destroyed it, at the it's, end? It's a good. It's a yes. What would that? What I think it. Well, because I, the le- I do like the lesson in this book. It's, I think it's a nice. It's a nice moral lesson. And yada, 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 yada. I think it humanizes her more to have yeah. her not destroyed. But she it's against every. I mean, this, this is a a young girl who has mercilessly slaughtered and almost seemed to enjoy it at points uh, hundreds of species on this planet. But she has sympathy right? for the planet she had, because it's her home. Because she's got a cat there, right? You yeah. know? Um, the cat saved her. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like that Southern Bastards where he goes back to home and he hates yeah. it, loves yeah. love, hate relationship with it. One of the things, uh, it could end like that. You know, maybe she doesn't have to destroy the world, but I'm just, it's just so weird how that question came up. Like, who is this space person, and why is she seen to be taking orders from this young girl? Well, like, really, why does she have the power? She's like really 16. Lady Gaga. And well, Lady, Ga- Lady we Gaga says, know. like, now admittedly, the council, we don't know what the council is, the council would normally fill this order themselves, and they would decide whether they're going to blow it up. It just seems so forced, like, he was like, oh, i got to turn this in in a week. But there's a council, and we don't know about them. But they say you make the choice. But she said, there's "Well, since you've been on the planet for longer than so, apparently she's been on there than longer than you would normally be on one of these planets." Right. And she's like, "Since you've been on there so long, you truly know about this place. Do we save it or not?" It would have been more effective to me if that idea that this was eventually a decision she was going to uh-huh. have to make was planted earlier. Okay. Where she was like, "I can't wait to get off this thing and blow it up." Yeah. You know. And then and once then away decides, from it, okay. yeah. But it just seemed it came at the end. You're like, is that what you were even doing there? Like, where does this decision come but from? But isn't that? But don't we? Don't you see that she really wants to get off that place by all the people she's like cutting up and killing and trying to get her way off? She's like, that place? I just want to get it's out of here. Home, stop. I know. I know. <laughs> stop bothering me. Just let me find my thing. Do you <laughs> think she's gonna go back there, Grace? Do you think um, that she's? I mean, she's looking at it, but then she's looking at like Earth. Looks like, or is that is that the Earth that she was just at? The or is this yeah. a new Earth? That's a, that's the Earth she was just at. Or is it? Because is this one? She says, "Like still, uh, she's singing the song. She's like, still singing that one." All right, Knucklehead. About how about? And then she doesn't finish it. I think they're, I think they're above the earth they were just at, because they were deciding whether or not to blow it up. Because they were outside of that earth, they hadn't left the. Okay. See, I thought that was like a new earth. I thought that was our earth. She was looking at the end, just poorly drawn continents. And that that was like the real alien scene where they go, but look at this Earth, and it's like next next trade, to be apocalyptic girl on Earth, like our <laughs> Earth, our Earth. And she goes to like a high school, like in Beverly Hills, <laughs> and she has to get in. But then like Brendan makes fun of her dress, and so she cuts his arm off. <laughs> be very very good. Oh, Peter! Yeah, yeah. Well, she hangs out the peach pit. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's 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 okay. I, I like. I like the warm, fuzzy feeling that her decision gives the story as far as the theme. You know, I do, it, it's a, it's a interesting, I, I mean, that, it's a, it's always a good idea to, you know, look back at what makes a home a home. And really what this book is saying, it, it's, it's your experiences and the people you're with, or in this case, the cat you're with <laughs> on that planet that, that can make your home. And also there were some great scenes of her admiring the beauty of earth when she's mm-hmm. eating the apples. And so she did get to, you do get a sense that. The beauty of that Earth was established for her through the panels in this yeah. story. Um, what did you think about... Um, some people might say that this is more of a picture book than it is an actual like written story. I mean, there are, there are large chunks uh, of pages which have no dialogue on it whatsoever. Um, how did you feel that? Did you, did you notice that? Did you... I... I I didn't really think much of it. Mm-hmm. Like I still thought it was cool because there was still quite a bit of dialogue, and they went like through like pages where it was just like talking about the history, like we already mentioned. right. Those those are like really chunky pages yeah. of text. Yeah. But like while I was reading those, it's kind of like okay, when can we get back to all the pictures and mm-hmm. stabbing? <laughs> well, because Josh, it's cool. It is a pretty quick read. It was a it quick is. Read. Yeah, it was a really quick read. I read it one night before I went to bed. Yeah, <laughs> I read it. Uh, I read it when I was on vacation, uh, or when I was on vacation. I was at a conference, and I read it really quick at conference. 
uh, when I was Good uh, use of your at, time. A, at a teacher thing. Well, I was at night, so oh, okay. I had read it. Um, <laughs> it is a quick read, but I think there's like there's a ton. It's it's oddly like simplistic but detailed drawing, if that makes sense. Right. Like, I, that was my question. Is yeah. since there is less dialogue in it, is less text in it. Is the art strong enough to uh, substitute that lack of... Is it strong enough storytelling with the art to get it across? The, I, I think it is. I think the only part where maybe it... And you know what? I'm, I'm going to... I think there's a couple times where there's not necessarily... There's not always enough um, other people. So sometimes it gets a little like... Uh, it's you don't read emotion on the mutants' faces, right? But I think you you get a lot of emotion from uh, Arya's face yeah. as mm-hmm. she's going through stuff. So you don't see a whole lot from the mutants, but you do see her facial expressions, and I think that that tells a lot about what she's going mm-hmm. through. There's that scene with the uh, with the other blue stripe, you know, where she doesn't she doesn't kill him and she takes off, and and so you kind of like, you know, you're not exactly sure. Um, I think the art does a really good job of filling in those those spaces for you. And and if if nothing else, it's an adventure story. So I don't know that the, the art needs to do a whole lot more than than move along the the journey. You know. What, what about the style of the art? How did you feel about that? Uh, Grace, what do you think of the style? Of I it? liked it because it kind of it like kind of reminds me of my own style. It's like a mix of cartoony and realistic mm-hmm. in a way, where it's like it's detailed but still has that like cartoony side to it. Right. In I absolutely love Andrew McLean's stuff. I yeah. I really do. I I guess part of it is because I I picked up uh, Headlopper before this. Um, I really this has really got that. If if there was if you were gonna put this book out on anything, the Dark Horse is the place to put it out on, because it kind of falls into that uh, Magnolia kind of art a little bit. That sort of simplistic, um, right? But there's some detail to what's going on. I I really dig it because. I love, I love cartoons as an art form, and so I think that this does a really good job of being a cartoon. You know, there's a little bit of like an anime feel to some of it. There's yeah. a little bit of like uh, not really the eye stuff, yeah, but the I, action I thought sequences. It was like, kind of like manga mixed with like Hey Arnold, yeah, uh, like those '90s Nickelodeon cartoons. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it was. It wasn't really my thing as far as art is. Sometimes I could overcome that if the story's really well. Then it kind of blends well for me, uh-huh. and then I actually. Sometimes, if I really like the story, I, I learned to, I, I I come to love the art by the end of it. Uh, I did as I went when I first opened it up. I was like, oh, this art. But by the end of it, I I what really what I think he does really well is perspective in this. Mm-hmm. There's some very cinematic perspective. Like I um I marked off one. It's not my favorite panel, but I think it shows perspective really well. It's on page forty-seven. It's oh, when she when she's blown a hole. Through like her train house, yeah, and she's you can only see her back, and she's you know leaning through it. There's there's a, in the battle shots. There's a, a some great perspective of what you'd want to see in that battle. Yeah. Now how that's rendered isn't exactly my isn't exactly my yeah. my cup of tea. But I love the perspectives on it. I love like you know the the when she's sitting there yeah. and she's got the just machine gunning people down. That like whole little area. Has yeah. Like, really cool perspective. Yeah. And, like, yeah. He really storyboarded the perspective yeah, I would of say, the, I would say the fight it, scenes really well. It really is a cinematic. The way that the he it's almost reads like a storyboard. Like you just said, it. He's got director's eye. He does. He really does. And I, I really liked uh, kind of that. I like the art because I really like I like cartoony stuff. But I really like it. And I especially like the juxtaposition of how cartoony it is with how brutal it is at times. <laughs> like it's a little look, Akira look nice like and, every once in a while. Look like at this nice art. Now watch her stab someone. Like, like watch her cut art. the head off of a mutant dog. Like Yay! Yeah. <laughs> super resident evil. Cartoons. Yeah. I, you know, I think it takes from that too. You know, you can see that he's taking from a lot of stuff in a, a lot of different ways. A little bit of Alien, a little bit of Resident Evil, a yeah, little bit of... That's, and that's a thing, too. Maybe, the, you know, why I wasn't, like, blown away by the story is uh-huh. because it was more like he wanted to just come up with... He he was just excited about writing his version of an apocalyptic uh-huh. a future. And it wasn't like... I don't think he started this with, like, oh, I have, like, a, a real a story that I, I need to tell. It's burning in my chest. I have to get it out. And it just happens to be an apocalyptic story. It seems... I'm going a, I'm to... A, make a presumption just based on the story that it was like oh I just want to play in that apocalyptic yeah. world and I want to do it with this st- a strong female character I think I think you're right I think that that's what a lot of it is and, and 
you know, he does a, a lot of the stuff he does. And so he, so I follow him on Instagram and on Twitter and he uh, was doing some, he always does like when people ask him to do stuff at shows, when he does commissions at shows, they are fantastically mm. like. I don't think I'll be getting one now. <laughs> he He's takes, gonna be like, "Oh, I heard the podcast, and I heard you didn't uh, like it." Well, yeah. it's not, you've liked things far less than you've liked this. So. <laughs> That's true. So I, I would say like he does a bunch of like pin up stuff for for stuff. He did a series of alien fan art that he did. Oh yeah, I can that see was that being so really cool. was so good. It was like he did the spacesuit so good and like right right. His st- the nice thing about I think I think uh, Andrew McLean's style is it's. It's different. So he could take a property or take something and do it in his style. And it's, it's like a, it's like a, like a different flavor of it, even though it's the same sort of thing. So even though this is kind of a, uh, it's an apocalyptic story. Some of the beats are the same. That's definitely like an Akira motorcycle that she's riding on. It's all in his sort of like, you know, there's like, they're fighting in the mechs at the end. It's very like Gundam. Yeah, it's his take on everything. Yeah, yeah and, and so I thought it is, right? Gundam. You grew up in Japan. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's very, it's very like that sort of style. And I kind of, I really digged it as like, I get to hang out in his... Yo, you dig it the most, man. I know I do. It's the most. I like how Dude. you get to play in his world. And like the world he's creating. You kind of get to see the event. You don't, I guess you don't play in it. And, but, that's, and that's, and that's, I guess my thing is, that's what I think he's doing. Yeah. And for me, that's really all he's doing is playing mm-hmm. in this world. Oh yeah. And for for me, it's I don't know. I, I, if I'm gonna go on this this journey with this girl, I want there to be a point to it. Well, you know? I I think part of it is when you think of the stuff that you love the most in comics. When you think of the comics you love to the most, they are not a one shot thing, right? Right. This is essentially what one trade length. If how many pages is it? It's 88 pages yeah and most of those pages so are, four, are like just well so art. that's that's like yeah. four comic books right right and so it's essentially one it's like one trade mm. and the the things that you love the most preacher mm-hmm. and why the last man mm-hmm. are the longest like why the last man is 10 trades right it's a huge and you if you could only tell that story in one thing you'd probably go oh there's just not enough of it for me yeah maybe and I think same thing with Preacher. If you shove pre- all, you can't shove all you of can't. Preacher into one trade. Right, You right. could hit someone with, like, the entire book. And so, so you I, hear that, I'm writers, artists? Don't attempt. Don't attempt to. <laughs> but I know, I, th- <laughs> I think for what it is... I didn't think it was one trade. At the end of it, I thought this was, like, just introducing us to this character. It might be. He might have more plans for it that we just we just don't know about yet. Starts another Kickstarter? Yeah. So, so... Let's let's go... Grace, I, can I ask Grace a question? You know, when, yeah. I, when I finish reading something, Grace, I always... I always um, Especially if I liked it, I always say, you know, like what what do I take away from this? And sometimes it's something like an emotional takeaway. Sometimes I'm inspired to do anything. Did this book inspire you to do anything, either artistically or with uh, thematically with your with your life or choices or um, how you kind of hold yourself? That's a very deep question. I this is a deep it. podcast. <laughs> Are you sure? Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I, I don't really know. Like, normally when I'm done reading a comic, I'm just like, dude, that was awesome. And I'm just like, I'm going to go read the next one. And, mm. like, I like I guess I don't really, like, think about, like, what I take away from it. But mm. like, if I had to pick something, it would, like, it inspires me. Like, I I want to, like, kind of start my own comic thing. And so mm. far I have, like, two squares done. So, yeah, yeah go me. <laughs> no, you but, said like, that the art reminds you of, you, you see a little bit of your art in this art, too. Yeah. So it's like, wow, like, oh, look it. I, I, I can... If I keep developing my style, I can have a very distinctive style as yeah. well. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so I really like the style and that. So that, like, that inspired me to, like, keep, like, developing my style because, like, I, my style's changed a lot. Really. So. What's your story on your, what, what's your idea that, what are you um, working on? Like, what's, what's your, um, basically, pitch it. All right. Um, it's about, like, this girl and she has a little amulet that uh-huh. her mom gave her. Um, and she wears it everywhere, but what it does is, like, she's a, she's able to see, like, another realm whenever she wears it. So, like, she has this really annoying elf person following her around. And... Is it an elf named Jelly Beans? No, oh. no. <laughs> but, um, but, like, she has a really annoying elf person following her, her around. She's got, like, a floating ghost cat with her. Nice. Not named Jelly Beans. <laughs> and one of her uh, friends is actually, like, royalty in that realm. So, like, when she put, so, like, she gets in, like, sixth grade, and she's, like, now a freshman or something. So, like, for quite a few years, she's seen, like, her friend as, like, the princess or a queen or something So in that realm. So, like, basically what she has to do is stop, because the annoying elf person is kind of like a rebel. 
right, from, right. like, the rest of the elves. These are comic relief, yeah. <laughs> um, he's, like, he's kind of, like, the rebel from all the other elves, so what they have to do is try to stop the queen of the elves or whatever, like, the ruler of them, because she's trying to, like, merge the two realms somehow. Because if she gets that amulet, then she's able to do that. Oh, oh, you so got you the whole story plot out. You better start drawing, bro. Yeah, you better start getting on it. I better. even have the title. Ooh, there you go. What's the title? Everlasting. Oh, very nice. Oh, it's got that fairy tale vibe yeah. and some of those great I also drew like a cover picture for there it. Oh, nice. All right, so <laughs> let's let's go. Um, what is? I, I guess. Travis, you said uh, some of the things you pulled out of it, you liked out of it. I, I, I you know, one of the things that I thought was kind of cool was. Um, I really like the heart. I like how brutal it is, but even <laughs> in those brutal scenes, when she blows up the dude for her apples. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right? He's, it's still... It's He's slipping still, on the gore. Yeah, it's still this kind of, like, oddly pretty... The colors are really, like... Yeah, the colors. It's colors, man. It's so... I, I even know, wrote that down. It's like, I like the colors in it. It's a sort of, like... It's a strange sort of thing. Like, even that gory, gory scene on 33... It's literally is, blood everywhere. It's still like this kind of really, I don't know, it has this kind of like neat little vibe to it. Yeah, it's, I mean, in that orchard is such a, yeah. a strategic place to, to place that fight scene because it is so uh, fairy tale ish. Yeah, you know, the um, beauty of the orchard. And then uh, in the, the reds blood of, of her yeah, enemies. the reds of the apples and everything like that. Yeah. It's a really it's a really clever place to, to put that, that battle scene. I think he does, I think he does a lot of that in here. I think there's some kind of like. The scenes are all in kind of cool little places. She's got like her little. She looks like a Ninja Turtle in the subway, you know. So you got you got that kind of thing. I remember, that sort of reminded me of too. I was like, yeah, because I, I, I was like, I always want to live in an abandoned train. Ninja Turtles too. Ninja yeah. Turtles too. <laughs> they live in the sub cars. Uh, but I, you know, it was kind of like that. So, if you could, uh, would you recommend? Would you recommend it to someone, Travis? Um, uh, probably, probably, uh, uh. My student, like if I was teaching freshmen, like freshman students or middle school students, or just because there's I a think... little, there's a little swearing in it. I don't know. If oh, that's right. There is. I forget. There's like if they go shit. to pu- yeah. if they go and to public violent. school, yeah. then they're good. If... No, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm not gonna recommend this to anyone. Then I would, I would give it to, I'd give it to a high school kid to read. Someone who likes, someone who likes that sort of stuff, and but doesn't, someone who likes the kind of kind of stuff that's like who, who is into things like the Hunger Games yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Divergent and that sort of post-apocalyptic stuff. It is not as deep, or it's not trying to give you as big of a message as that. But I think you get to hand this to someone, and they go, "Oh, you can do that in comic books." Right, right. I, think, I just think it could be. I think there's better versions of that, right? I mean, if you're going to recommend it to someone, I think yeah. in one dose, in one quick dose, and that's me because I love the art on it. So since yeah, that's I, true. I mean, since, yeah, especially for yeah. artists, like since, if you like, yeah, you like since you like. I love the art on it, that's something I'm going to go. This is just a real kind of like cool little way to way to do it. Okay. Yeah, so that's one instead of like recommend a long one no recommend. Go ahead, Grace. Recommend. Recommend. Plus no recommend. That's two recommends. I said no recommend. This seems I'm outvoted, isn't that it? That means you're outvoted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, so get wrecked. Who would you who would you give this to, Grace? Who would you give this to? People who like like people who like comics, obviously, and like people like that apocalypse, like that apocalypse sci-fi side of things, and like maybe like less superhero, more apocalypse, and like you kind of want that in a comic form instead of a three series novel form. Yeah, I think I think like if I had a I think if I had like a kid who was like. Uh, who's reading nerdy sci-fi stuff? Because you have those kids. Yeah, you if have they those were, kids if in they class. were heavily into the genre yeah. already, I could see that. If being you have like kids who read up. like uh, sci-fi books or fantasy books in your class, I'd be like, here, just read this. It's kind of like a cool little. It's a quick read. Yeah, you're, you're not. It's not like you're giving them. I had a kid last year who was reading Dune, which is like one of my favorite books ever, and I, and he was like, so and so said I should read this. I'm like, oh no, you have to read it. And the entire year, he just slogged through it. And he's like, I oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't do, do it. it. So I'm, I'm like, so you, sorry, I tried. Yeah, and so then I'm like, this is someone who is like, you like that genre, you talk about those movies, like Mad Max. Like a kid who you know, a teenager who's seen Mad Max and dug it, I think you give him this. Ah, you, don't. you don't think so? <laughs> no, no, I think it's, I think it's miss. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean, I, I get it. It's post-apocalyptic. And it's violent. It's, uh, like, there's it's... kind of like a wasteland of, of violence. And then it has um, the pretty sides to it. It's got nice <laughs> Yeah, colors. okay, okay, okay. I, 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 you convinced me. I, I would say this is in the... But I liked Mad Max. 
And so I'm trying to think out what. I have no idea what Mad Max is, so I'm just going to. You like Mad Max for the style of it because there's no there's no real substantive story. No, in Mad Max. No, 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 no. yeah, yeah, yeah. You like it because like it was shot cool. There's bl- there's stuff that blows up. Right, right. That the makes angles are better. right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think he does that really well. I think his angles on this are right. He's got a real stuff gets eye. blown up. <laughs> he has a real good eye for how to like frame scenes. Yeah, I guess I guess it just comes down to the art for me. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, the story for one is is little is it's it's. it's more simple than I would like, but it is like you said, only only four or five issues. Uh, if it was an issue form, and if you don't, this this art, it's it's really far off mainstream. So something that you're either gonna love or you're not gonna love. If you don't love it, I think it could really affect how you read the story. I think you're I think yeah. you're right. If, if you're not into it, it's gonna be a little tough. Right. But if if you don't mind the style, I think it's a really I think it's a, I think it's a good thing to get into. Favorite panel, Grace. Oh, okay. Um. Mine has the orange tab. I did. I did pick a panel. It's on page eighty-seven. It's like right at the end, and that's oh, where so she like. Page numbers. <laughs> yeah, we don't get page numbers a lot. I didn't even realize there were eighty-seven. Where it's the it's the top panel where that's when she decides that she wants to keep Earth from oh, yeah. being that blown was, up. That was in my that was in my choices as well. Yeah. I like that. One. Like, I like her was, eyes in that one. She's yeah. like, mm-hmm. there's kind of like a little smile she's going yeah. on there, and she says, "Please." She's yes. Like, eh, what Earth twenty-seven B? Please, Please. <laughs> Lady Gaga's like fine. Let it be. Let it is clear. Be. It is. Can we carry talk? My, that is my clearly alien face. It is. It is an homage. It's clearly too. Lady Gaga, right? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet Andrew McLean <laughs> and see if they'll agree that that is Lady Gaga. Even the way she stands. I know, right? And her big giant shoulder pads. It's definitely Lady Gaga. Uh, what we... was your panel, Travis? I liked on page 61, I liked that silhouette panel of... Uh, we talked about that moment in the story earlier when she is um, questioning whether she's going to to shoot this charging, savage, blue-striped boy. Uh, and in, was... in the silhouette panel, we see it's all black with this, you know, different um, shades of orange in the background, silhouetting this really kind of like emotional scene. Her hair is blowing back. You can see the arm ripped off and the, the kid's still going, you the, know? I just like that the other panel next to it, he throws a head at her. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, the head bounces <laughs> past her. There's all that sort of, like, silly sort of stuff in there, too. But those are, those, those are, those are some panels I did like, just because, yeah. like, that, like I said, the perspe- perspective is, is... He's nailing perspective in this. Mm-hmm. And he really... Every panel he goes to, he really focuses on okay, what's the best perspective to? I mean, this real dirt. The, the panel below it on sixty one is real dirty, hairy, like make my day. Yeah, you know, gun in the face type of thing. Josh, uh, my panel is panel. It's uh, the top panel on seventy five. Uh, it's where she finally gets her robot to work, and she fights another robot. Mm-hmm. And because oh, I, that's cool, yeah, 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 because I love giant robot you fights. Do love robots. I do love giant robot fights. Uh, the idea, like that whole sequence, I like the whole thing. I like the little robot battle. Like somehow she's he's he throws everything in this story. He really does. He's like, you know what I want? I want giant robots fighting too. And so he puts it in there. You're gonna like it. <laughs> and I think it's I think it's a cool little thing because you've got the old crusty robot with like the you know with with the um, grass growing on it, punching this yeah, new robot. Yeah, iron face. giant. Like... Yeah, it's kind of like this iron giant sort of thing. Oh, that was kind of a cool way to do it. Yeah. I really, I really liked it. So I thought that was kind of a, I thought that was cool to put that in there. Giant robot fights, man. Yeah, giant robot fights. So, Apocalyptic Girl. There we go. Yeah, we got yeah. two. We got two yeses. Two people who liked it. One person who, I think you probably would have enjoyed it more had you liked the art more. And you could, if you, yeah, could, I if you so. could jump into the adventure, you probably, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. For what it I is, probably would have been more. This is no grapes of wrath, my man. It's not going to be. It's not a. <laughs> listen, I don't need anything to be grapes of wrath. I'm just saying it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't my thing. I think. I think it, it's. It relied heavily on the playground of sci-fi for me, and that just isn't enough to play in the world. Um, I, you know, I, I, I need some something to draw me in, in, in into that world. We talked last week about witches, how it had several dimensions to it. Doesn't uh-huh. mean that everything has to have several dimensions. And maybe you're right if I like the art. Like for example, I love Tank Girl. Tank Girl is not deep at all. It, yeah. it, it's off the wall. It's it, at times almost like God hates astronauts, absurd. But I love Hewlett's art in that yeah. so much that it, it's just I just go through it. So yeah. you're probably right. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah. Um, check it out. Uh, write us on on Twitter your your opinions of it. Yeah, um, tell us what you thought about it. Did the art? Uh, what do you think about the art? Especially that seemed to be a big topic in this one. Um, 
go ahead and say like take it. Josh's side as always uh, on Twitter. <laughs> or that's my fine. side. Yeah, and Grace's side. I don't cool. have a Twitter, but take my side. <laughs> uh, so you can find us, and this is a good spot for me to pitch it. If you want to talk to us about this book or anything else we've read or anything we got coming up, you can find us on Twitter at Comic Exposure. I run the Comic Exposure Twitter, so when you're talking to someone on there, it's invariably me. Uh, Travis has given up on social media. He's a Facebook stalker and he doesn't use Twitter. So yeah. it, it works. So you can find it's us on there. You can find us on the internet uh, at www.comicexposure.com. We're on Facebook. Facebook doesn't get updated as much because it's a pain. Twitter's so much easier. Uh, so Facebook.com slash comic exposure. But you can find us on there. We're everywhere. Uh, next book up is Goners. And Goners. That, that ends our summer read. Yeah, it does. So the, the, the independent summer is over. Yeah, the independent summer of reading is over. We're going to read Goners. Um, I don't have my copy right now, so I can't remember. Oh, it's right over there. Grab it for you, Travis. I can't remember who the author is on it. Can I oh. add something in really quick? Sure. Okay. On the cover of Apocalyptic Girl, Daddy, you've seen a little bit of an Attack on Titan, but don't, doesn't that look like a little, a little, a little Attack bit? On Titan. Titan. <laughs> Looks like the same outfit on the yeah. cover. So we're gonna we're gonna read Goners is next, and so uh, this is by the. Artist is uh, Jorge Corona, uh, and then Jacob S- uh, Semen, Seman, Semen. I don't know. <laughs> Jacob uh, is the writer, and then Jorge Corona. We met Jorge at uh, Arizona, oh, at Phoenix Comic Con. Real, real nice oh, guy. Oh god, super nice guy. I hope this book is good. There's a bunch of. I don't have to say. I don't have to say uh, horrible things about uh, about a guy that we really yeah. liked meeting. Uh, so we're gonna read Goners next. That's an image comic. Yeah, that's uh, and- cool. That'll be our next one we go through when, we, when we're done with this. It's Image, right? Yeah. Yeah, Image. Uh, so that'll be the next book we read, and that'll be the end of uh, Indie Summer, the end of our summer reads. Uh, and then we got to figure out what we're going to do after that. I think we're going to try to do uh, a big two book. Yeah, we'll put it on the website, uh, yeah. and then we'll let you know next show what we decide. But yeah, it's probably something a little bit more mainstream to take us out of our... Um uh, summer of Independent Read. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, thanks for tuning in. Grace, thanks for being on the show. Yay, thank you for having me. All right, and then we'll see you next trade.